Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho, and I'm glad that you were hanging out. I'm going to talk a little bit of Bears on today's podcast. And that's because uh, last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, I had the opportunity to be a part of what I thought was a really cool event. Eddie Jackson, the Bears safety, was hosting a softball game, and I haven't had the chance really to talk about all of the crazy stuff that went on inside the softball game on the show um, because there were other things to talk about, including Cubs, White Sox were getting ready to play. So I didn't think it would was appropriate. I also struggle with the idea of name dropping too much. I'm just telling you right now that this is going to be a name droppy episode of, of Loho Daily because of the, the connections that were made from me doing this event and why it made me think about doing a, a podcast today. So part of the, the Eddie doing, having me involved in the podcast, I said, look, I'd like to get Eddie on be, on the radio show to promote the event. So he had a softball game and it was supposed to be the bears offensive players versus the bears defensive players. I don't think they were able to say bears because, you know, it's kind of like a private thing, but it was slated as offense versus defense and he was doing it for his foundation, which is really, really great. It it works to give people who have run afoul of the law early on a second chance. And I think that that's a reach to reclaim is the name of it. And I, I think it's a really smart thing for him to be involved with. And I appreciated him reaching out to me and saying, do you want to be the MC of it? Now, what I was expecting was going to happen is – I would go to the ballpark, I would be up in the press box, I would read out the names, and we'd have a good time. I'd read the sponsorships, like that sort of thing. That's what I was expecting. And when I got there, they were like, no, 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 that's not what we're thinking. We're thinking you're going to have a live mic on the field the whole time. And I was like, say what now? So I'm going to get to be on the field with these guys and kind of commentating along with – and I will say that – that's one of the things in sports movies that infuriates me. I know that I'm making a wide left turn here, but stick with me. Whenever you watch sports movies, they interchange the play-by-play guy with the public address announce guy. And it really makes me mad. And I get it. It's a plot device. You have to explain to the viewer what's going on inside the game so that they understand what the stakes are and it can be an emotional tether. I get all of that. It just, as someone who does this for a living, and I guess now both things for a living, it really makes me mad because they're two completely different jobs. Like, for example, I'm not even sure, like Sandlot, everyone loves Sandlot. I hate the end of Sandlot. Not because I hate Benny the Jet Rodriguez, but I hate it because are we supposed to believe that he's doing play-by-play? Because it's it seems like he didn't spend any time doing play-by-play. It seemed like he was doing play-by-play into a tape deck. It, it was, it really, like, well, go watch the end of Sandlot and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Any hoozle. I got the opportunity to be the PA announcer for this thing, and I was I was looking forward to it, and it lived up to my expectations. Khalil Mack was the the big name that was there, along with Eddie Jackson. You know, the, Kyle Fuller was there. 
couple other bears, some some of the young bears that I got a chance to know, like Riley Ridley. I was helping Riley Ridley, who looks like someone who has never held a bat in his hands. He was up at the plate, <laughs> and he had his hands so far apart on the bat. I, I said, you need to move them closer together. And then I said, raise your elbow. And he raised he raised his front elbow, and we everyone in the stands was like, no, you're back elbow. And it was really cool. There were like 500 fans there. And it was it was a really cool event that was done by by Eddie and his crew. Um, so I wanted to thank them for that. I wanted to thank because it was a lot of fun, and I wasn't sure what to expect. There was a home run derby, and there were a bunch of guys on the team that aren't household names. So you know you know how it is. Like not everyone is in town. Mini camp just happened, so a bunch of guys are out of town. There are some guys, the rookies or the undrafted free agents. There were a couple guys who actually did play baseball in in college, and they were really good, and you could tell who the guys were who played and who didn't play. Jonathan Bullard, the defensive tackle, won the home run derby, which was surprising because he missed his first two attempts, like flat-out missed him. But that's a big, strong man, and if he just gets a hold of one, it's going to go a really long way. The softball game itself ended 27-23. to 23. And inside the game, uh, Khalil Mack struck out. And I was joking how I was not going to be the person that told Khalil Mack that he had struck out because that's a bad man. He signed a lot of autographs, took a lot of pictures with people, was very much into the event. And I give him credit because this is one of the leagues, not just the Bears, one of the league's biggest stars. And he was there for one of his teammates at a charity event that was kind of put together um, at the last minute, and it, I think it went off really well for all the people that showed up in Schaumburg, I think had a great time. Before I, I, we did the event, I had Eddie on my radio show, and I talked with Eddie about the Khalil Mack factor on what's he like. Like, what what is that, adding that to a defense that was already pretty good, what do you gain from having that type of player in your locker room? Take a listen to what he told me. Uh, man, it's a, it's a great experience. You know, it, it, it's the same. You know, when Matt came here, man, he fit in just perfect. You know, you won't even tell he was at another team for, what, four or five years. You'll think he was here there his whole time, his whole NFL career, man. And that's just one of the guys. That's the type of guy he is. You know, he's real humble. You know, he's, he's a brother. You know, and that's, that's my guy. You know, I hang out with him a lot, you know. So that's one of the guys, you know, you can talk to, you know, anything and He's going to always tell you the real, always remain humble and work hard. You know, that's one person, when it's time for practice, you never got a question. It's, oh, is he going to come get his best today or win a weight room? If he's going to come get his best today, you know, get him 110% all around the board every day, day in, day out. So it's, it's a privilege to play with him. And, you know, when you see him go out there and make plays and how hard he works, that makes you want to work harder and, you know, make more plays. So that right there was just a boost of our defense. You know, we already had talent, but – we just had to show him that when he came over here, he wasn't going to be alone. You know, we wasn't going to just put it all on him. We wanted to show him that you got other guys around you that's going to make plays as well. And, and that right there, just, that just helped us. And, and we just rolling with it and keep clicking. I mean, you can tell the difference. You had a defense that was legitimately a top 10 defense this season before. And then when you bring in a guy like Mac, he changes the way that offenses are going to try and attack you. And we saw it over and over again 
with the Bears, they were able to to really feast off of it. And one of the 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 guys that really benefited was Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, by the way, is on his way to the the record for Bears defensive touchdowns. He's a ball hawk, and it's been fun watching him over the first two seasons. Speaking of which, that was the next thing that I wanted to know from Eddie because Eddie's really good at returning interceptions, and I think that he is going to catch Charles Tillman for most defensive touchdowns, which I believe the number is nine. He's already at six. <laughs> I mean, I I I think that you're going to see him get to that record and and make it his own record. So I wanted to know from him what goes into being a good returner of fumble recoveries or interceptions. Here's what Eddie had to say. Oh man, I just turned into an officer player. You know, I played receiver background, played punt return in college, and you know that's always been something that was fun to me. You know, coming out of college, I was always the officer guy. You know, I was never the the type of safety that just want to catch a million picks and just get down and go out of bounds. My mindset was always different. To get when I get the ball in my hand, I'm going to score. You know, always trying to capitalize off the little opportunities I do get with the ball in my hand, and you know that right there just plays a lot of role in that with the mindset that I have when I when I'm able to get a turnover. And, and you know, right now we're teaching that to everyone in the defense. Man, when you get a turnover, don't just think going out of bounds. You know, don't think going down. Think touchdown. You know, you think bigger outcomes, the bigger things are going to happen. And, you know, we, we teaching each other just to know the person who's who's close to the receiver to turn to the, the, the closest blocking receiver and block him, you know, so he won't be able to make the play. So things like that, that that right there is just, you know, we keep drilling at a tie head and the defense head. And as you see how many touchdowns we had, you know, it was kind of cool, but we want to capitalize and make, have more this year. I was really happy to hear Eddie say that. And it reminded me of my time of covering the Bears. I covered the Bears basically from 2003 to 2010 on a daily basis. So the meat of the Lovey Smith era, I had the opportunity to cover. And those guys used to score quite a bit. When Lovey first came to town, we used to watch his practices at Bourbonnais. And he had done something that I'd only spent one year covering Dick Duran. I guess a year and a half covering Dick Duran where in a bourbon a training camp let's let's say that that I'm watching a Dick Duran led practice in a Dick Duran led practice an interception uh, an incomplete pass is an incomplete pass okay you move on and you you make your corrections and you go to the next play it was not that in a Lovey Smith practice in a Lovey Smith practice The ball was on the ground. The defense was trained to pick the ball up and run. It didn't matter that it was an incompletion. It didn't matter if it was a fumble in a practice situation. Their job was to pick the ball up and try to score. Now, I'm not saying that they necessarily got away from that in the Mark Tressman or or John Fox era, but they didn't play that way. The defenses for the Bears didn't play that way. There, it was ingrained in defensive players of that era. I get the 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 opportunity to watch games, and here's all the name dropping that's going to happen with Alex Brown and Lance Briggs every week during football season. And those guys, they don't even know that they do this. I don't even know. I, I've noticed it. I don't know if they know they do this. If the Bears are playing and a ball is on the ground, they will move towards the television. 
It's very slight. It might be a step, but their first instinct is to move towards the ball that is on the ground. And that goes all the way back to what they learned under Lovey Smith. So I was super geeked up to hear Eddie say that that's how the defense now is approaching this, that they understand that they can be a weapon along with the offense and that part of their job now is to is to go get the ball and then try to score. Those Lovey Smith Arab Bears, when they had the opportunity, they turned into absolute killers on the field. Those defensive guys loved turning it into offense, what Eddie is talking about there. They loved to go hunting. They wanted to go hunting for offensive linemen, receivers who weren't paying attention. God forbid a quarterback try to make a play. Those guys were about it, about it. I joked on the air that people should look at the 108-yard return of Nathan Vasher, and people did. I was so happy that they did. If you haven't had a chance, you should like pop it up on another window and look at it and watch how Brian Erlacher appears, disappears, then reappears to make the final block to, to get Vasher into the end zone. There's another great return. I forget which game it was. I'm guessing the Vikings where Devin Hester has a return and Hunter Hillenmeyer is out there just plowing the road. Those guys took a lot of pride. The defensive guys in particular took a lot of pride in scoring once they had the ball. Like It became a competition and a lot of fun. And those Bears defenses back then were so good because they weren't just taking the ball away. They were taking the ball away, scoring, and putting you right back on the field with terror in your heart. So I love hearing that the 2019 or 2019 um Bears going forward, they feel that way, that that is part of what they are being taught to to let's let's not just stop people. Let's go out and score. So at the beginning of last week, I was at a White Sox game and I got I'm very happy. I was very lucky. I got I was in a box with Nathan Vasher, Jerry Azuma, Rasheed Davis, Charles Tillman, Mike Brown, Spice Adams, Alex Brown. It was a a great time. We had an awesome time. I bring it up, one, humble brag, hashtag humble brag. Two, Mike Brown was really good at returns. And I asked him a long time ago about that. Now, Mike Brown was a running back in high school, so he's got some of that offensive skill. But he said that for him, the key was always to start one way and then cut back the other. The idea being that offensive linemen weren't going to be able to make the sharp cut, and it was going to put them in a bad position to get blocked by the athletic defensive guys. It's a really simple tip that Mike Brown has given you, but it makes all the sense in the world. Get the offensive players going one way and then cut it back against the grain. And let's see where where you end up. And it was a very effective tool for him throughout his career. I'm happy to hear that Eddie Jackson is has seen some of this stuff, is listening to some of this stuff, and is making his own entry into becoming one of the great defensive players that the Bears have had. 
with him and Ha Ha Clinton Dix this year, it's going to be, uh, I think, a lot of fun. Because I think that Clinton Dix is the thumper and Eddie Jackson is the Ed Reed type. I shouldn't say Ed Reed, right? Even though he's got ball skills like Ed Reed. No, I shouldn't say that. It's too early, right? It's too early for me to be talking about Eddie that way. It is something to pay attention to, though. I appreciate you indulging me on Loho Daily today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.